Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. You're listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. Glad you are. I'm your genial host, Rudy Maxa. And this weekend is a special edition of Rudy Maxa's World because I'm coming to you from the heart of California's Napa Valley, prettiest place in the world, at least in the United States, I'd say. Our headquarters here is the premier resort Meadowood. It's a 250-acre estate with cottages on the lodge whose restaurant uh, just received for the second year in a row its third Michelin star. That's the highest accolade a restaurant can receive. We'll be talking to the chef that restaurant in just a moment. I'm here this weekend in the middle of an annual food and wine event that's called the 12 Days of Christmas at Meadowood. And this is our second year here for the event, which proves that sometimes hosting a travel radio show can be great fun. Each day for 12 days, Meadowood hosts a different well-known chef and pairs that chef with uh, premier vintners from the Napa Valley, and they combine their talents to prepare dinner for a select number of guests. Curtis Duffy, who was recently the two Michelin-starred chef at the Peninsula Hotel in Chicago, cooked here earlier this week, as did Shin Takagi from Kanazawa, Japan. Chefs from Mexico City, Vermont, New York, and elsewhere are also here to strut their stuff. Vintners from Plump Jack, Ovid, and Chateau Boswell are pouring their best. And Muddawood donates $2,000 per chef and 20% of the revenue from guests to one of my favorite charities, SOS, or Share Our Strength, a charity that helps folks who are hungry get food. In a minute, we're going to meet our chef here, Christopher Costow, who collected that third Michelin star again this year. Um, I remembered when I interviewed him here last year, he's quite stunned to have uh, won a third star. Uh, we will uh, see how he's taking it the second uh, time around. We're also going to talk with a Napa vintner about the cult of Napa wine, and we'll learn a little more about this uh, garden spot. Just a note to my friends back home in Minnesota, who are going to be green with jealousy. It's been in the upper 50s and 60s here all week. The sun's burned brightly. Guests have been swimming in Meadowood's big outdoor heated pool. Golfers have been on the links, and doubles seem to be the preferred game on the resort's uh, tennis court. Uh, we're also going to talk with uh, a man who knows Napa Valley inside and out. His name is Clay Gregory, and he's with the Napa Valley Destination Council. I'm going to ask him what to do here besides go taste wine. Well, as I said, we're here in Meadowood in the Napa Valley. It's been a lovely week here and a lovely weekend. And one of the stars of the show is the executive chef here at Meadowood. His name is Christopher Costow. And I said at the top of the hour that... Um, he gained his third Michelin chef this year. Actually, last December, he had just gained his third Michelin chef. My apologies, uh, Christopher. So it's just sort of routine when you heard you got it again, right? It's uh, it's actually more exciting when you hear that you've kept it than when I think you first got it. I know, because you have nowhere to go but down, right? Uh, unfortunately, that is the case, yes. Their Michelin's highest ranking, of course, is, is three stars. Now, did you choose the chefs who were here for this weekend? I did, myself and my staff. Um, we sit down early in the year and kind of figure out um, who we know, who we want to cook with, who we think is going to bring to the table something interesting um i'm really really excited the lineup this year is there's a specific focus i think and that is um sort of the younger talent um some of these guys a little bit lesser known than some chefs we've had in the past but amongst the most talented chefs in the country and you think, are how old uh, i am 35 you're one of those younger chefs i mean you're a pretty young chef to have three stars well, as I, you know I, well i i feel young Good. Uh, now, do you know all these chefs personally? Uh, I know. I'd say about 90%. There's a couple of guys, um, and that's some, that's part of the fun, just meeting some people who maybe I haven't right. met before. 
uh, Wesley uh, Genovart, uh, who's one of the chefs, is, is the one who I really have not met prior. Um, and really excited to see his food. And do they arrive with their bins and pans and knives and, and some food supplies that you might not have here? No, we, we specify, actually. We want them to cook as little in their kitchens as possible and, and have as much for us to do as, as we can. Um, as far as some of the ingredients, there's very little that being in Napa we can't accommodate. Right. Um, it's actually you know, a lot of chefs remark that the food they're able to do here, owing to the products we get here, um, is oftentimes of a better quality than that which they can do in, in their own kitchen sometimes. Um, so it's it's interesting when they, they speak to some of the products we have here, and it's sort of this mishmash of their style and our stuff, and it, it ends up ends up pretty cool. Well, it's one of the joys of living in California. It's Very great, much so. Great great stuff, great product. You graduated with a degree in philosophy, which of course led you immediately to becoming a chef. Um, what what did you think you were going to do that senior year in college as you were getting your <laughs> philosophy major? What um, was the plan? <laughs> that's a good, you know, I, I think at that point it, it, I started to formulate one because prior, you know, I, I always believed in education for the sake of education, sort of that classical ideal. And then you realize that in a few short months you're going to have to have a job. Um, so with a philosophy degree, you can, you can write fortune cookies or you can probably drive a cab or um, you know, be a barstool philosopher. Um, and uh, I always, I'd always enjoyed cooking, cooked in the summer times growing up, and uh, decided to give it a shot and see if I could make a living at it. And you did. You started in? Uh, started in uh, La Jolla with uh, Trey Fauché at George's at the Cove. He was my first sort of mentor. Now, had you done, I mean, did you cook side by side with your mother? I mean, did not you have really, any? Not really. Uh, I, was, I mean, you know, in restaurants growing up in the summer times, you know, starting with fried chicken, doing catering, all those sorts of things. Oh, you had done that? I had. I had. Okay. And I really enjoyed very much the culture of the kitchen, even though at that point I didn't have a real understanding of, of everything that went into the cooking. Um, but I loved being in a kitchen. I loved that environment. And did you know after a few months, even though I, I presume the f your first job in a in a real restaurant could be pretty hectic and pretty demanding? Uh, very much. So I, you know, it took me years to really to really come to the decision that is it is what I wanted to do. Um, the the early years in this business are very tough, and uh, there is a, a a definite lack of financial reward um, those first few years. Um, but uh, luckily, I stuck with it. I love when 35-year-old guys, I'm an old guy, when you're 35, it took me years. I go, wait a minute, how can years. I take you years? You're only 35. You, there's a quote in the, uh, on, on the Meadowood.com site in which you say that your cooking uh, isn't necessarily provocative, it's evocative. Now, as a consumer, I take that to mean sometimes I go to Michelin-starred restaurants when I'm lucky enough, and, and I, I sometimes call the food too clever by half. Is that what you're talking about? I th I think so. I mean, we're not we're trying to um, elicit in the guests some sort of emotional reaction. That emotional reaction, ideally, not being shock. Uh, we certainly apply and use uh, modern cooking techniques, but only to the end, um, with the end being to make the things taste as good as they can. Um, we play to some degree upon sh uh, food memories, shared food memories. Um, so that's more our focus then. What's a shared food memory? I mean, I think that it's hard to do this across cultural lines necessarily, but I think there are certain flavor combinations and textures that speak to things that most people have had in the past. For example? I mean, without without it being derivative and doing, you know, something that tastes like a peanut butter and jelly, you can speak to the idea of a perfectly cooked chicken um, or a braised shank or something and do it in a manner that's a lot more refined, a lot more elegant, and a lot more concentrated. Can you give me one dish that you've done that with? I know you've we got do, dozens, uh, but we're working. Well, we do a pork, a pork shank now um, that speaks very much to uh, like a charcuterie like a majorette de pork that you'd have in a brasserie, but it's really just a, a slow-cooked sous vide pork shank that's then crusted in uh, mustard and honey and, and, and uh, brulee, which we do with little pickled vegetables from the garden, uh, mustard seeds. So it has that really sauerkraut sort of flavor, but it's a lot better. It's very compact, and it's very distilled.
If you're listening to this in Southern California, if that doesn't alone make you want to get in the car and come up here and hear it, eat at the restaurant at Meadowood, that's the proper title, the restaurant at Meadowood. I don't know what will. Uh, Christopher, I know you've got a busy weekend still. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Christopher Costa is the, the chef here at the restaurant at Meadowood. And uh, congratulations again to him on keeping his third star for a second year. Hey, it's mustard season now. If you're coming out to Napa, you're going to see the mustard growing between the uh, vines. Mustard Festival runs from June through March. When we come back, we're going to talk with Wesley Genovart. He's a guest chef here at Meadowood. He's owner of a new restaurant that he just opened called Solo Farm and Table in Vermont. Don't go away. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. I'm a salesman, and I'm on my feet all day long, so comfort's really important to me. That's why I tried the Profoot 2-ounce Miracle insoles. Only the 2-ounce Miracle is made with custom-forming Vitafoam to keep your feet steady and comfortable. The Profoot 2-ounce Miracle insoles conform to the unique shape of your feet, just like custom orthotics. Plus, they cushion and support your feet for amazing comfort. What a huge difference they make. It's really a miracle. Try the Profoot 2-Ounce Miracle Insole, available at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and other fine stores. For over 100 years, the company store has offered the ultimate in high-quality handcrafted products. Everything from comforters and sheets and bed pillows to towels, rugs, quilts, and so much more. Find the comfort you're looking for this holiday season and for many years to come. Go to thecompanystore.com and enter code COMFORT to receive 15% off your entire order and free shipping. That's thecompanystore.com. The Company Store. We're all about comfort. I'm sure you're thinking, boy, I'd like to pay less for my car insurance, but switching seems like a lot of work. All the hassle and whatnot. Well, I'm here to tell you that is simply not the case. Geico makes it so easy to switch and start saving money straight away without getting buried in a ton of paperwork. You know, that actually happened to me once. Literally, I was buried under my income taxes for six days. Haunting, really. For a free rate quote, visit Geico.com. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It's 18 minutes after the hour, and this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by discoverireland.com forward slash west coast. You know we did a couple of shows from Ireland last month, and I saw breathtaking landscapes, great cultural uh, heritage on view everywhere, local people who are terrific. It's, I sort of say it's the Ireland that you think of when you think of Ireland, much more rugged and wild than the East Coast where Dublin is. At any rate, uh, consider it uh, as a place to go visit. If you want more details, you can go to discoverireland.com forward slash West Coast. 
Or you can visit my website, RudyMaxa.com, and right there on the homepage, you scroll down, you'll click on the Ireland link. I'm delighted to be joined today. Uh, let me remind our listeners, if you've just tuned in, it's a special edition of Rudy Max's World. We're coming to you from the Meadowwood Resort in Napa Valley in California. We're right in the midst of a 12 Days of Christmas event that Meadowwood has each year in which uh, the the chef of the three-star Michelin restaurant and 11 chefs brought in from all around the world. There's a chef from Mexico City, one from Tokyo this time around, come in and cook, and they pair their food with uh, Napa Valley wines. And I'm delighted to be joined by Wesley Genevort, who is a chef here coming in from Vermont, late from New York. Uh, you just have opened a new restaurant in, in where is it, in, in Vermont? Uh, South London Dairy. South London, and yeah. it's called? Um, Solo Farm and Table. And it's only been open six months, right? Yeah, six months. And before that, you were in New York? Yeah, at a restaurant called uh, Degustation. Degustation. Tell me about you. Where are you from? Originally, I'm from uh, Mallorca. Um, I moved to the States when I was 11 and lived in uh, the Fresno area for about six years, seven years, and then um, from then just started traveling and yeah. working. Working as? Um, started as a dishwasher. Um, Wait, let's back up. When did, okay. it, when did it first occur to you that you might want to cook and be involved in the in the crazy wacko world of restaurants um pretty much when i when we when we moved here um you know food had been such an important part of our kind of upbringing and sort of a family connection every sunday and most nights of the week and uh, it was something that i really missed when once we moved here we have food here yeah but uh you know my mom had to you know work a lot and she never really cooked and it kind of got to, to the point that i did all the, all the cooking and not great cooking but you know it just pushed me to want to learn more and and whose food did you miss? My, my grandmother's, of course. And she, was she in Mallorca as well? Yes. Okay. And so you missed your grandmother's food. Did you try to replicate it as a young man? Yes. Uh, each time, once I kind of got my, I, I could actually kind of learn, and my mom would let me cook on on a stove. I would, um, you know, bring back recipes, bring back uh, one or two things each time we went to visit her, and put it into a repertoire. So you graduated from high school. Yes. And did you know then that cooking was going to be your life? Not exactly. Uh, it took me. Probably till, uh, when I was 20, 20 when I just realized that this this is what I wanted to do. It's, it was endless. Uh, I had moved to Mexico for a little bit and was cooking and eating down there. And um, I just it, I realized it would never I can go on for the rest of my life and keep learning. This is this is ongoing. And so, and where did you go after Mexico? And when did you first get behind uh, uh, get on it? When did they allow you to, near the stove? Um, my first I uh, was about 19 years old when I first started cooking, cooking, cooking. In, a, in the kitchen, and that was in uh, Florida, at the the Ritz Carlton. That's a pretty uh, good place to start. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought you were going to tell me you were, you know, in some bait shop at the end of. Uh... I had a lie. I mean, I told them I had about uh, you know three years' experience uh, on a grill, <laughs> which uh, was was not a good lie to, to tell a, a French chef. But Wesley, what else have you lied about in your life? Well, we got you here on this subject. <laughs> I, don't know. I had to break I you down to get this. So you lied to the Ritz Carlton in in, in where in Florida? Uh, Manalapan. And they uh, they bought the lie, put you put you on the grill, and yeah, apparently well, they, you didn't embarrass yourself. So. No, no, I did. Uh, they they, they demoted me within a week. <laughs> <laughs> did you admit you had told? Yeah, them? but uh, I think the chef was also kind of um, took, a, took a yeah took, he took a warm liking to me, so he took me under his wing for about a year and and you know moved me moved moved me around. So, and at the end of the year, were you back at the stove? Um, yeah, and then uh, actually then after that, it's when I moved uh, first moved to the Vermont for my first time. I lived in Vermont uh, ten years ago. And that's where I met my wife, and 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 what took you to Vermont? Um, I mean, sort of a kind of a sad thing, but my mom passed away, and my brother was up there, so I had to kind of go up there and take care of him for for a short time, and 
Um, it, was and, actually, it was actually one of those things that ended up being one of the best things that's ever happened to me, too. So, um, Did you snare a restaurant job in Vermont? Yeah. Actually, the, the place that we bought. Oh, the place that you own now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, tell me about, I don't know, Degustacion in, in, in New York. What kind of restaurant? Was it a French restaurant? No, it was a uh, small plate. Um, we started off, it's, a, it's only in a 19-seat restaurant, um, kind of the same shape as a sushi bar. It used to be a, mm-hmm. um, a Robota grill. Um, and we started off with an a la carte menu and a five-course menu. And then progressively, you know, um, we, we kind of grew into the, to the restaurant and tried to kind of keep ourselves busy and, and kind of do more. We ended up pushing more towards a 10-course tasting, and now that's primarily what they do. You know, it's pretty much a, a, a place to go have a tasting menu. My guest is Wesley Genovart. He is the proprietor proprietor of Solo Farm and Table, a new restaurant in uh, Vermont, and he's just describing uh, his his cooking in New York before he moved to Vermont. And did you always have your eye open on, for a place in Vermont, or did this just no it just come happened. up as a surprise? It, it came up as a surprise. Um, uh, we were about to have our baby. We or we found out that we were uh, uh, we were pregnant, and um, we were kind of thinking about getting out of the city. Um, it was sort of time. We've been there for six years. Uh, my wife was, you know, a maitre d' per se for five. And um, did you know, she we... lie to get her job too? <laughs> no, she actually. I'm just kidding. She worked, she worked the ranks. <laughs> okay, uh, pretty big job, maitre d' per se. That's yeah. of course Thomas Keller's New York restaurant. Thomas Keller being the owner of French Laundry just down the road here. Yeah. All right, so you moved to Vermont to raise to raise a family. Yeah, raise a family and and you know kind of. Live the dream, you know. We have we live upstairs. Uh, we have a beautiful property. Um, you know, it's an eight to ten year project at this point. We want to try to uh, kind of get the gardens um, going and try to be as uh, sort of self sustainable as we can. Is it right in town or is it in a rural setting? A rural setting. I mean, we're really in the middle of nowhere. So you got to drive. I mean, you're a destination yeah. restaurant. Yes. And how's the dare I ask how the first six months have been? Great. I mean, uh, the, the first two months, you know, are shaky, I think, was mm-hmm. with any restaurant. Um, and, you know, we're learning our clientele. We're learning um, how much we can push, what kind of food we can we can serve and get away with. And, you know, it's just, it's, yeah. I know you have a baby. Is your wife working in the restaurant as well? Yes. Yeah. We actually, we have the best um, support. Her parents live 20 minutes away. So uh, when we start service, they come up and watch him until he goes to sleep and they come down and eat. <laughs> Not a bad deal for the parents. Is she a maitre, the maitre d' of the restaurant? Yes. All right, so you've got a real professional maitre d', yeah. no question about and a, it. And a semi-good cook in the kitchen. And a semi-good cook in the kitchen. What did you cook here this week for the 12 days of Christmas here at Meadowood Resort in Napa? Um, we cooked um, kind of um, a wide spectrum of things that um, I've liked to sort of eat myself. Um, Any of Grandma's stuff? Yeah, yeah. Or actually our last course is a, a rice dish that she used to make for us, um, which you know I'm very proud of and something that I, I feel like is similar to what she used to make. Was this a dessert? Uh, no, it's a, a roth brut. The torija is actually, uh, it's sort well, of... start at the beginning. Start, what was the okay. first thing you served? Make so, us hungry. All right, all right. So the, the first course, uh, we started with the pan, uh, panna cotta, uh, with sun, uh, sunchuk panna cotta with sea urchin. Mm. Um, with a light doshing. It's something that um, once we moved to New York, I really started, you know, going crazy with eating at uh, sushi restaurants. And actually the, uh, the proprietor of our restaurant has uh, Jewel Baco, which is a... Uh, an amazing sushi restaurant. So yeah, so it's uh, one of those things that we kind of um, 
I'm sorry. Uh, we, I just always love eating Japanese food, so we kind of tend to leave. Sea urchin is big here on the California coast. Yeah, but it's not big in Vermont, so it's something that I wanted to do here because I can't do it there. Okay. <laughs> Nobody would order it? No, it's just uh, they're not used to that, that, that kind of ingredients. But... So we have a sea urchin flan, so to speak, to exactly. begin. Exactly, yes. And um, for main course? For main course was the, the rabbit, the rabbit with arroz brut, which is um, a dirty rice, essentially. Oh, so this is grandma's dish? Yes. Yeah, so it's a rice that's cooked with all the... the the kidneys, the hearts, the livers, and it's just a very rich, um, rich, rich rice. Mm, and what was the dessert? Dessert torreja, which... What is that? I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a Spanish uh, sort of bread pudding. It's a pan de mie that's been uh, soaked in uh, milk and cream overnight with citruses and then um, caramelized the next day. You're killing me here. <laughs> You're killing me here. That sounds terrific. Uh, have you been to Napa before? Uh, once before, yes. Beautiful, huh? Incredible. Just incredible. Are you envious of the year-round uh, product that uh, your fellow chefs it's, here can do? Uh, yeah, it, it borderlines almost on on hating them. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, well, uh, this will I, be your last year cooking a metal yeah, I, I can tell. Wes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's really incredible to be here. So I'm very honored to be here. Now, what do you tell people who come to re who who who? Let me put it a different way. What do you say to people who avoid restaurants? because they are intimidated by them. For example, here at Meadowood, they have three Michelin stars. That's, you know, that's pretty intimidating to some people. You have a, uh, a, a great background. I presume you have a lovely restaurant in Vermont. Uh, what do you say about, oh, that's too fancy, I, you know? Well, um, just to, I mean, it's hard. It's just one of those things you almost sometimes wish people would just close their eyes and eat because it's, it's it should, that's what it should be. It's just It should be flavors, textures. Um, and just to relax, you know, just it's, it's a dining experience. It's not something that should be intimidating or pretentious. It's just something that, I mean, hopefully the establishment can make you feel comfortable and warm, you know. Wesley Genevort, check out his restaurant Solo Farm and Table in Vermont. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. Ireland invites you to the exclusive Cliff Corknickles. Intrigued by Cliff Corknickles? It's simple. After gasping at the Cliffs of Moor, too exhausted to talk, one starts listening to the chronicles of the locals in Cork, known for spinning a good yarn. Bring a fresh pot of tea, because in a land famous for its wool, the yarn can last all night. Cliffs of Moor, Cork, Chronicles, Cliff Corknickles. Flex that mouth and brace those ears. Take a vacation from the typical vacation. DiscoverIreland.com. Find great value vacation offers at DiscoverIreland.com. In need of comfort? Look to two American icons, the Company Store and the Lacrosse Comforter. Available in down and down-free options in four warmth levels and 14 colors. For over 100 years, no one gives you more choices and better quality than the Company Store. Go to thecompanystore.com and enter code COMFORT to receive 15% off your entire order and free shipping. That's thecompanystore.com, the Company Store, comfort that fits your life. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 
Welcome back. 33 minutes after the hour. Hey, if you want to like me on Facebook, I'd appreciate it. I'm trying to get to 2,000 likes before the end of the year. It's probably impossible, but just go to Facebook and click on Rudy Maxa-TV show. Yes, I do a TV show as well, and they didn't have a designation for radio show. So Rudy Max, a Dash TV show, and say, I like this guy. That's where I post a lot of my deals and some of the stuff along the road. You may learn a few things, uh, save a little money while you're traveling. We're coming to you, as I mentioned, uh, I've mentioned a couple of times, from Meadowood, a fabulous resort in, in the Napa Valley. I've been here for several days. What a week it has been. The temperatures have been in the upper 50s and low 60s during the day. At night, just cold enough to have a fire. And there are fireplaces with real wood fireplaces here at Meadowood in the cottages. A lovely place to come stay. My next guest is Clay Gregory. He is a man who knows, as I said at the top of the show, the Napa Valley inside and out. And he should because he's the CEO of the Napa Valley Destination Council, which is charged with bringing visitors to Napa Valley. Clay, welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Rudy. Thanks for having us. Well, now... How tough a job is it to get people to come to Napa, really? Well, it's one of the greatest marketing uh, challenges in the entire world because it is such a fantastic product. I mean, there's an old saying in marketing that you don't sell the steak, you sell the sizzle. We have great steak, so we're, we're actually selling the steak. Are you from here? I've lived here for 23 years and uh, had a dream job of uh, being in the wine industry for 20 of those years before I got into destination marketing. Is there anybody so. here who hasn't been in the wine industry for at least three months at some point? It, well, if you live here, it's about wine mostly. Although now it's also about food, the food, um, the uh, incredible food array here and the number of chefs that we have is just fantastic. Didn't you tell me, we were talking before the segment, didn't you tell me there are more uh, Michelin-starred restaurants here per capita than any other place in the world? In any other wine region in the world. Any other wine at region. Absolutely. Yes, right. Yeah. So it's it's incredible. And there's just more coming. I mean, it's an amazing uh, wealth of riches. And we just had the first ever uh, brand new wine and food festival really since Auction Napa Valley started back in the 1980s called Flavor Napa Valley. And all of our chefs participated. 120 uh, wineries participated. Uh, Christopher Costow, who I know you're talking with or have already talked with, uh, did a fantastic cooking demonstration. And there were over where, where was 20 set? different events. Where did you do this? Part of it was at uh, Silverado Resort and Spa. Okay. another one of our great resorts. And then most of it was at the Culinary Institute of America at Greystone. So it was uh, the biggest tasting, the Appalachian Trail tasting, which were uh, filled with food and, and great wine, um, was in two stories of the Culinary Institute of America. And for those of your listeners who haven't been there, it's a building that was built in the 1860s as a cooperative winery. Before there were lots of wineries uh, on their own in the Napa Valley, Every, all the growers brought their fruit into uh, the cooperative winery, which later became the um, Christian Brothers Winery. Very, very famous, uh, long-time Napa ones. Valley early By the ones, way, yeah. that's, that's Appalachian, as in a wine-designated geographical place, not Correct. Appalachian Trail. <laughs> exactly. Difference, a, which is what play, I heard. A play on words, yes, it, absolutely. It, now, Clay, everybody knows to come here for wine, uh, to taste wine, to learn about wine, to eat food. What might surprise me about Napa Valley that I could do here that would a first-time visitor might want to avail themselves of? Sure. I think one of the things is that there are lots and lots of active uh, tourism activities. So there are, there are thousands of acres of open and protected space that have hiking trails and biking trails. There are, you know, uh, hot air balloon uh, rides that are just fabulous. You know, you get up at the crack of dawn and get up almost into the sky before the sun comes up and you have a spectacular view over the Napa Valley. We've got about 10 golf courses, including the beautiful one here at Meadowood. Um, we also have uh, 
um, many, many, many spas and other forms of wellness activities. And then, of course, there's a, a thriving art scene. I mean, we've got a program in April called Arts in April that will have um, the 50 wineries that already have art displays uh, in them, either permanently or on a rotating basis involved. But we'll get dozens and dozens of more wineries to work with artists from primarily Napa Valley. This is a popular time in the summer. The weather is gorgeous. It's it's hot but not humid. Uh, people are kids are out of school and so on. Families can travel more easily. And the busiest time is during harvest season, which is generally September and October, depending on how the the weather's been for the vintners that year. But you say that coming this time of year through April is a special time because the weather's mild and... And because it's beautiful. Um, one of the things that you know from your California roots is that we don't get any rain from uh, April through October in a normal year. Um, and so the, the hillsides are kind of brown and arid. As soon as the rain starts to come, it, the hillsides turn green, and a couple months later, wild mustard comes out. It's up now. The it's gorgeous. It's the mustard is blooming. It's yeah. so beautiful against the, the older vines, and or we, the old, excuse me, the leaves on the old vines. Yes, and we have beautiful fall colors that I think people don't think about California for because the vines go through a dormancy period, so they have beautiful yellows, sometimes bright orange and reds, um, and then trees uh, that are uh, in fall mode as well. So there's lots and lots of different things to do besides also, just wine. There are also values to be had because the uh, demand is a little less for hotel rooms, so you can get great package deals or great just prices on rooms. And experientially, it's a great time to be here because harvest is over and the winemakers don't really get down to much else until uh, in the point. spring, so they've got more time to spend with the visitors when they come in. Restaurants are easier to get into. The hotels, as you said, have more room. It's just a beautiful time to be here. There's a website that will that lists uh, hundreds of wineries and whether they're dog-friendly, whether they have picnic area, whether you have to make an appointment to visit, or whether you can just drive right in. What's that website? Uh, well, ours is legendarynapavalley.com, and the Napa Valley Vintners have one, napavintners.org. And then our joint mobile device that we've worked on very hard together is Visit Napa Valley. Those are both great resources. I looked at them today, and uh, as I said, uh, who would have thought that you'd have to know whether a particular winery is dog-friendly or not? <laughs> well, actually, dog-friendly is a big, big topic. I mean, we're working on that with uh, hotels, wineries, and everything else. Clay Gregory, thanks so much for joining us. Clay Gregory is with the Napa Valley Destination Council. We'll be right back. to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. I'm a teacher, and my kids keep me going all day. My feet needed help. I was using a gel insole when I heard about the ProFoot 2-ounce Miracle insole. Only the 2-ounce Miracle is made with custom-forming Vitafoam to keep your feet steady and comfortable. The 2-ounce Miracle insoles conform to the unique shape of your feet, just like custom orthotics. Plus, they cushion and support your feet for amazing comfort. The lightweight 2-ounce Miracle insoles really help my feet. Try the ProFoot 2-ounce Miracle insole, available at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and other fine stores. For over 100 years, the company store has offered the ultimate in high-quality handcrafted products. Everything from comforters and sheets and bed pillows to towels, rugs, quilts, and so much more. Find the comfort you're looking for this holiday season and for many years to come. Go to thecompanystore.com and enter code COMFORT to receive 15% off your entire order and free shipping. That's thecompanystore.com. The Company Store. We're all about comfort. I'm sure you're thinking, boy, I'd like to pay less for my car insurance, but switching seems like a lot of work. All the hassle and whatnot. Well, I'm here to tell you that is simply not the case. 
Geico makes it so easy to switch and start saving money straight away without getting buried in a ton of paperwork. You know, that actually happened to me once. Literally, I was buried under my income taxes for six days. Haunting, really. For a free rate quote, visit Geico.com. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Ireland invites you to the exclusive Cliff Corknickles. Intrigued by Cliff Corknickles? It's simple. After gasping at the Cliffs of Moor, too exhausted to talk, one starts listening to the chronicles of the locals in Cork, known for spinning a good yarn. Bring a fresh pot of tea, because in a land famous for its wool, the yarn can last all night. Cliffs of Moor, Cork, Chronicles, Cliff Corknickles. Flex that mouth and brace those ears. Take a vacation from the typical vacation. DiscoverIreland.com Find great value vacation offers at DiscoverIreland.com if you're the mother of a child with behavior problems, I'd like to talk to you. My name is Janet Lehman. I'm a behavioral therapist and a mom. I know what it's like when the child you love becomes a defiant, out-of-control child who disrespects you. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the program that tens of thousands of moms are now using to turn around their child's behavior. If you've heard about the Total Transformation and wondered if it will work for you, now you can try it for free. I'm willing to give away a 1,000 programs today for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. We'll let you keep it for free. I know the total transformation works because I used these techniques with my own son and with troubled kids for over 30 years. Let me prove to you that it works by giving you the program for free. Call now. 1-800-586-1440. 1-800-586-1440. That's 1-800-586-1440. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under radio sponsors for more info. 43 minutes after the hour, you're listening to Rudy Maxa's World. We are coming to you from the Meadowood Resort in the Napa Valley of Northern California, about an, oh, you know, an hour, hour and 20 minutes outside of San Francisco. An easy drive and well worth it. We're in the middle of 12 Days of Christmas, an annual celebration the resort does where they celebrate uh, cuisine not just from here but from, uh, well, all over the world. There are chefs in from Mexico City and Japan, and each night one chef, one celebrity chef, prepares a dinner. It's matched with a vintner's wine. And since we've talked so much about wine, I thought we might as well get down to it and talk to a guy who lives and breathes and sells wine, makes wine all the time. Josh Peoples is my guest. He's a vintner, uh, along with his wife, Jacqueline. And uh, you're also your mother-in-law and father-in-law, the Boswells, who produce Chateau Boswell wine. And correct me if I'm wrong, you do Jacqueline wines. Is that correct? That's correct. Thanks for having us on. Man, uh, it must a, be complicated to keep all that straight. It is. As a small family winery, it's great to really utilize some property purchase in the mid-1970s by my father-in-law. Use some old vine Cabernet that we've been making wine from since 1979. Now, that's an old winery in the 70s now for Napa Valley. It seemed to be two waves. I think the mid-70s, you saw a big influx of new wineries. And then myself, being of kind of the dot-com generation and what brought me to California, 
99, 2000, you see a new wave of, of people coming to town, launching our brand in 2002. And I think you'll see a synergy with that kind of uh, treading throughout Napa Valley. And where are you from? I originally grew up in Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. So wait a minute, so you go from Hilton Head to Napa? That doesn't seem right. Didn't you have to put in some time somewhere in an industrial, smoky town? Not really. It was quite nice. So we came out here for the summer in 99 and with my lovely wife, uh, Jacqueline and decided just to stay. So again, kind of the technology boom of Northern California allowed us an opportunity. So let me get this straight. You married the wife of a, of a winery owner. I, I married the daughter. Excuse me, the daughter yes, of a winery yes. owner. Correct. And so it's been great to, to utilize those family relationships to launch our own. Brand. I think all young men should aspire to that. Well, it, it's a lot of hard work. <laughs> okay. Tell me about, um, did you, were you familiar with, with wine when you came here, when you moved here? Or? Always an avid consumer. Okay. So it's been great to, to be able to flip over to the other side of the equation. And, and again, keeping it small, uh, our production tends to be 10 barrels per wine. So it's a that's microscopic production, and that's where it's great to, to really leverage uh, events such as the 12 Days of Christmas to be able to, to work with great chefs from around the world. This is our third time participating of the, the four uh, 12 Days of, of Christmas dinners that have happened. been done. How, so, how, what kind of wines does Jacqueline Wines produce? We make a Bordeaux-style white, a Simeon Sauvignon Blanc blend, and we focus mostly on Oakville Cab. So the Beckstoffer Tokelon Vineyard in Oakville has been one of our, our mainstays since inception. And it's really been uh, a very selfishly motivated style of wine. I've always been a big fan of Oakville Cab. So when you had the opportunity to put your own name on a label, or in this case, my wife's name on a label, uh, we thought it might as well be something you love to drink. And, and you went, to, I, uh, for, for folks who know a lot about wine, those two vineyards uh, uh, are, are, are really prime real estate, aren't they? Yes. So I figured it'd, much, it'd be a little more exciting to make a small amount of potentially great wine. Now, meanwhile, but meanwhile, isn't your your mother-in-law and your father-in-law aren't they busy making Chateau Boswell? Correct. So, so how do you keep the? How the what's the church and state separation here? Well, the Boswell focus is mostly Chardonnay. So I think we've okay. uh, been able to to focus on some great Burgundian-style Chardonnay, and again with the the multiple site selections and appellations of Napa Valley, Saint Helena Cabernet, which we grow at the estate, is radically different than Oakville Cabernet, even though it's six miles away. So but I think. I'm, but the, I'm fascinated by the family. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sure. I was saying. So stylistically, I think we can all play well together and when we uh, pour wines in a, in a flight like we will for the dinners this week uh, they're really no stepping on anyone's toes there's a, there's a great synergy that allows us with such small production to uh, when both sides of the family I say sides being the older generation mm -hmm. and then you and Jacqueline your wife for Jacqueline wines when you're blending do you guys ever go across the hall and taste each other's blends oh absolutely again it's a and family it doesn't get business. confusing not really at all i think we have a lot of fun where so if i put a uh, chateau boswell next to a jacqueline wine they would be very different very different and i think that's where site selection and vineyards with some historic note uh come into play so we know what we're going to get with vineyards that have been under vines for the last hundred plus years we, we know what style we're going to achieve so i think they they all play well together and that's one of the the great ways to leverage a small family winery in napa valley I know uh, Chateau Boswell has been making wine for a long time. How long has Jacqueline Wines been in existence? We're in our 10th vintage as of this harvest. Oh, so you've been at this for a while. Yes. How old are you? It's been a lot of fun. 35. Boy, you look younger. Wait a, well, well done. <laughs> You're never going back to Hilton Head, are you? Uh, I do to visit family. They'll never leave. They've been there for multiple generations, and it's, it's still a great place to call home, kind of in your heart, if nowhere else. I presume they must come out here and visit, too. Of course. With a new granddaughter, I think they're on the road quite a bit more than... And again, Napa Valley's not a bad place to have the family visit for the holidays. Not at all. Well, congratulations on the 10th year of your wines and the birth of your uh, daughter. Thank you very much. Josh Peebles works with uh, uh, Jacqueline Wines and uh, Chateau Boswell as well, the in-laws. Nice to have a real winemaker. When we come back, got a couple deals of the week for you. Thanks so much. 
Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. 52 minutes after the hour here in California's Napa Valley. I presume it's 52 minutes after the hour where you are as well. Been a very fast hour. Been a very fast hour. But I got a couple deals of the week for you here. Oh, there it is. Boy, we spend all kinds of money on that sound effect for that cash register. Um, let me just give you a quick deal here at Meadowood, the resort uh, from which we're broad from where we're broadcasting from today. They've got a deal. If you stay certain nights through the end of the year, you can receive two complimentary 60-minute massages. Not bad. Go to Meadowood.com, choose your dates, and see if those dates qualify for uh, uh, two 60-minute massages. Southwest Airlines and AirTran announced this week that they'd received uh, permission from the Department of Transportation to begin international flights to new destinations in Mexico. They will begin, some of them will begin May 24th, others June 3rd. Let me tell you about it. Uh, see if these might help you. Uh, AirTran's going to start new service May 24th between San Antonio and Cancun. They've got a special uh, price of $119 each way. Uh, $119 will also get you between San Antonio and Mexico City. Now, if you, lived in Southern, if you live in Southern California, you're listening to us there or are going to be out there, AirTran starts new service on June 3rd between Orange County and Cabo San Lucas and between Orange County and Mexico City. Uh, again, the special sort of introductory new service fare is 119 for Orange County to Cabo San Luis, 109 each way between Orange County and Mexico City. You can find details at uh, airtran.com. And if you should happen, I know so many of us are going to be spending the Christmas holidays in Monte Carlo, aren't we? Well, if you are, here's a little quick deal for you. Between December 1st and December 28th, you can, when you land in Nice, you can take the helicopter right to Monaco and save, you know, all driving along that co dangerous coastal road for only $40. It's usually, as I recall, about $100 each way. So if you're spending between December 21st and 28th in Monte Carlo, take the helicopter for only $40. Boy, I guess this applies to a lot of us, doesn't it? <laughs> I just thought it was too good a deal. Um, where does the dollar stretch farthest? Well, I read today, uh, I read this week, actually, Two different people telling you where you can go and get the most value for your dollar. I thought we'd put it in the Deal of the Week segment. Farmers.com says you should go to Bangalore, India. Edmonton in Alberta in Canada. Uh, Malaga in Spain, where a bottle of beer only costs $1.93. Uh, Putarenas in Costa Rica, where a three-star hotel room can be had for between $40 and $60. Sacramento, California, just, down, uh, just uh, nearby where I am right here, where a moderate hotel room comes in at $129. Or if you're going to the Caribbean, uh, Frommers suggests the island of Anguilla. Or if you're going across the ocean, Malta, where three-star hotel rooms go before between 80 and 133 a night, and a three-course dinner is about 25 to 30 dollars. Or on the East Coast, how about Wilmington, Delaware? And if you do go to Wilmington, Delaware over the December holidays, uh, can I just recommend you slip across the border to Pennsylvania's Brandywine Valley and visit Longwood Gardens? Spectacular gardens that are brilliantly lit for Christmas. Kids will go. Nuts. You can find special regional offers as well at 
longwoodgardens.org. And then Lonely Planet, for a whole different kind of traveler, came in with their best value destinations for 2012. Uh, Japan, where they say guest houses can be as inexpensive as $37 a night in Tokyo. Boy, I'd like to see a $37 a night place in Tokyo. You can't eat lunch for $37 in Tokyo. Tajikistan, hey, if it's good enough for Marco Polo, or if it was good enough for Marco Polo, it must be good enough for the rest of us, where you can stay in someone's home for $10 per person. Porto, Portugal. Porto, of course, is the town that put the word port in the name Portugal. Uh, uh, Macedonia. And the Mekong Delta in Vietnam. Those are the suggestions from uh, our, our friends at uh, Lonely Planet Guides. Not bad. Not bad. I got a couple of factoids here about uh, Napa Valley I'd like to tell you about if I can find them on this crowded desk. Here it is. Um, did you know that, uh, uh, that Napa accounts for 5% of the total vineyard acreage in the United States? This is a valley that just stretches 30 miles in length and just a few miles wide. 5% of the total vineyard acreage in the United States. Uh, sulfur is the pesticide most, used often, most often used here. It's certified for use in organic gardening. I didn't want that to scare you. And George Yaunt planted the first grapevines here in the 1830s. That's why the name of the town is Yauntville. It's named after George Yaunt. Yauntville is also the home to the French Laundry, one of the other three-star restaurants, along with the restaurant here at Meadowood. Um, uh, one vine, one grapevine, generally produces between four to six bottles of wine a season. Um, and this is a, a number that sort of startled me. Each five-ounce glass contains a little over a half a pound of grapes. It will make me feel a lot healthier when I drink my next glass of wine, knowing that there's a half a pound of grapes in there. Uh, this, uh, the resort where we are broadcasting from Meadowood is the home to the Napa Valley Wine Auction, which occurs here every September. It is uh, the second highest grossing wine auction in the United States after uh, one in Naples, Florida. It's raised tens of million dollars for charities. It's not a cheap ticket. It costs $2,500 per person to attend. Um, years ago, I attended a few of these uh, as a member of the press, not paying $2,500 because I couldn't afford it. And uh, I got to tell you, it's quite an event here. It's quite an event. Um, anyway, let me remind you, we are coming here today from you, from coming today from Meadowood, a great resort in the Napa Valley. We're here because this is uh, uh, the middle of their 12 days of Christmas celebration where they bring in chefs from around the world and pair them with Napa Valley vintners and then present special dinners. Delighted to be here. We'll have more Napa Valley chat when we come back for the second hour. If your station's leaving us, which a few of our stations do, we'll see you next weekend. Otherwise, stick around. listening to Rudy Max's World and as always you're hearing must hear radio on the SSI radio network